Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I explained why I've had enough with the disrespect shown to one leading sports nutrition brand over the years by a collection of industry pundits. But before we get started, I would love if you took 45 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. First Form isn't like other supplement brands. That's by design, but it seems to cause a level of ignorance by industry pundits that has always kind of seemed downright disrespectful to me. While I'll get to my thoughts on that introductory statement within the entirety of this content, I actually do one better by also sharing a snippet of a conversation I recently had with Sal Frisella, the president of First Form, about what he thinks and really what the company thinks about that disrespect. But let's kind of start here with my thoughts on the sports nutrition industry media landscape and why I relate with what Sal Frisella said to me about the subject. I've always felt the media landscape within the sports nutrition niche of the supplement industry has been kind of weird. If the supplement industry is little sister to the larger food and beverage CPG industry, then the sports nutrition niche would be its third cousin through marriage. This creates an interesting dynamic where you have these billion dollar legacy media conglomerates loosely covering the space from their ivory towers on one end of the spectrum, and then gym bros that just like reviewing products on the other end. Within various middle positions throughout that spectrum, you have a sprinkling of small media companies. You have analytics companies that attempt to contextualize its categorical data and industry professionals that create content. Now, outside of a rare few, the vast majority are one-trick ponies that see the sports nutrition space through one lens only. As an example, if they believe great products are the end-all be-all winning reason, they judge all brands by the quality of their formulations. Basically, they like to fit brands into boxes based on their understanding of the supplement market. Because of my day job, aka an industry strategist that has more than a decade of experience and has success stories with some of the most influential brands, I've trained myself to be agnostic in my view of the market. I've seen so many winning kind of patterns and sequences that I've become a philoclist or someone that can see beauty in all things. What does this all have to do with first form? Well, first form doesn't fit neatly into a box. But regardless, most of these industry pundits actually recognize that first form is successful by capitalistic market metrics. Now, what this does is two things. They either choose to simply ignore first form altogether, or secondly, they take misguided jabs at them to try to create or generate attention and clicks. In my opinion, both are disrespectful. But instead of hearing it from me, let's hear what Sal Frisella, the president of First Form, thinks. Probably the last maybe four or five years, a lot of, be it like industry pundits or analysts or anybody, you know, at the end of the year, they put together these like best, you know, or, uh, best brands or the biggest winners or whatever. And, and I do it myself. Uh, but I think that the thing that may be difference between me and a lot of the others is that I'm probably the only one that has ever put you guys on the list. Um, and I don't know if that 
you know, upsets you guys or if you guys even notice it or even give a shit. Um, but I find that like there's a blatant disrespect of your guys's brand. And I, and I, and I struggle to try to figure out why, um, because if it's jealousy, if it's egos, people don't understand whatever it is for, for those reasons, it seems like they want to knock you guys down a ring, even though like you guys are in the upper echelon of the space. It'd be like, if, it'd be like if you're a professional athlete and you read your headlines every day, you know, the, the city <laughs> that you play for hates you every day. So it's kind of one of those things like, why do you show up? I, I don't, I, I, take a great deal of pride of not understanding all of those things. You know, I, I can tell you that those same publications call and ask for $50,000, you know, sponsorship packages so that they can be brand of the year. I don't care. Like for me to spend $50,000 so I can see my name on a website as brand of the year, that doesn't, doesn't do anything for it. That, that my personal or our, our company involvement in that side of ego doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the, the results speak for themselves. I would challenge and maybe look at it in a different light. You know, if you want to measure it by revenue, I, I'm quite confident that we're going to hold our, you know, we're going to hold our weight in that conversation, probably three or four, maybe five or six times the value of what most people see that we are. Um, but that's not, again, that's not what it is. I look at it as, you know, we've created 400 jobs here, you know, in St. Louis, Missouri, we've hired 190 people uh, amidst COVID. Most of them moved here from other states um, to, see, to seek out a career. And I think when you start placing the value on looking at how many lives we've been able to change and the before and afters that we produce, we don't produce them so we can run fat burner ads. We produce them so we can help other people change their lives. And I think when you start looking at the things that actually matter, Josh, job creation, you know, changing people's lives, elevating the standard in which people live, standing for, you know, creating jobs inside of America instead of outsourcing them. You know, we don't sell on Amazon. We don't go through distribution. We're all self-distributed. And, you know, we're doing that to create something that's great and of value. And I think when you look at the at all of those key indicators that really do matter, you know, I would like to be measured off that, not whether I can afford a, an ad that says I'm the best brand in industry. I, of course I can afford it, but it's irrelevant to me because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. These people and how they how they interact in society and what they do big picture and long term that matters. Uh, our customers, how we're able to deliver them results that matters. I remember five six years ago when we crossed over our first hundred million dollar mark, it was cool. But I still get way more enjoyment out of walking in. I mean, we have a two hundred thousand square foot building here. I got an almost another four hundred thousand square feet under contract across the street. You know, we're getting into new markets. We're going to challenge, you know, the Nikes and the Under Armors of the world. We're going to go after some of the bigger, the bigger players. And if we want to get, you know, shots taken at us from, you know, people who are maybe not capable or scared to go compete in some of those bigger player markets, that's okay. You know, it's kind of like if you're in the big leagues and you're playing center field, you're Bryce Harper and you got a minor league player from, uh, you know, from the, from the Cardinals taking shots at you. Do you really care? No, he doesn't care. So that's how I look at it. So you heard Sal Frisella mention something right off the bat that I also referenced earlier. Generating profitable revenue matters, and First Form is one of the best sports nutrition brands at doing that. I'm stating this because it's really the beginning point must have for any of the things that are actually important and really damn impactful that First Form doesn't get enough respect for, which I'll kind of talk about next. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, doing well is the result of doing good. That's what capitalism is all about. At its best, 
capitalism is beautiful and can be the biggest positive change agent for humanity. So everything great starts with a company's ability to generate profitable revenue. That's no different at first form as hundreds of new jobs were created during one of the toughest periods in business history. It also created the ability to change countless lives through offering some of these free challenges. Now, don't get me twisted. There's nothing really free about these transformation challenges in respects to first form. These cost a lot of money and resources from the cadence of emails to content creation to app functionality to spikes in customer service requests. The list goes on and on. So why does first form continue to offer them? Well, first form creates movements through challenges and that's invaluable. Just getting your kind of brand or your message or your product in front of your target market is no longer enough, especially inside of the noisy sports nutrition space. These free challenges at First Form gives their target audience a chance to be a part of something that's bigger than their everyday lives. It creates a community through setting and achieving goals. First Form also does an exceptional job at making the process of sharing that transformation progress on social media extremely easy. That does two really important things. First, it turns their customers into brand advocates. And then secondly, it also generates a massive amount of user-generated content. Now that user-generated content is utilized all over First Form social media. There's really little promotion that First Form does on their social media because they know the power of social media is through utilizing it as a storytelling tool. That celebration of and constant interacting with customers also plays kind of big time into building community because receiving recognition makes people feel like they are a part of something. Similarly, something that's key to first form being different is how they think about influencers. While other sports nutrition companies go kind of whale hunting for mega influencers, first form invests the time and resources into micro influencers. This is definitely seen best through their ambassador program. The Legionnaire program is kind of best in class, not only in the sports nutrition space, but across all consumer product sectors. First Form doesn't require you to have X number of followers to join. First Form knows that people trust their actual friends more than anyone else. So even if you have say 200 followers, if you actually know all of them and you've built trust with all of them, then it's a win for First Form. Beyond that, they don't leave those legionnaires kind of out to figure it all out themselves because a lot of them are not like marketing people or, or salespeople. So they help those people build up their brand and tell stories that ends up creating like lifelong marketers. This strategy also extends into the corporate employees and owners of the company. They all thoroughly understand that providing value, creating a movement, and building a connection to the audience is more important than what competitors think marketing is. Speaking of employees, something that gets really overlooked at First Form too often is how vertically integrated they are and how effective they've been able to leverage that business model. It all started with the co-founders, Andy Frisella and Chris Klein, doing really everything like building shelves at their first supplement superstore. First Form believes you shouldn't pay for what you can roll up your sleeves and do yourself. So that can go as far as like doing all their own graphic design or answering all their own customer service phone calls or packing and shipping out all of the orders. And now that leads me to my last point 
that gets overlooked too often by today's shiny object syndrome world. And that's how first form exercises what Andy Frisella calls aggressive patience. The powerful first form brand that you see today took a decade plus of allowing the consistent investments into that brand time to grow. First form is an incremental success story, one that takes just as much patience to fully understand and appreciate. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 